Hello and welcome to Reiki Women Podcast. It's Bronwyn Logan here and today I have with me the lovely Dr. Julianne Robertson Esquire who is a minister and a lawyer and she lives in Washington DC and she's also a Reiki practitioner and teacher. So welcome Julianne. Thank you so very much. It's a wonderful thing to be here. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. So exciting. I, I was just saying to Julianne, all the things that I've read about her, and uh, she has a list much longer than my arm of um, skills and, and you know, just the most amazing things that she's been doing. Um, I don't know, in amongst it all, what did I see? You know, you're a part of the, the Women Economic Forum, and I'm sure there's just so many more things. Um, and I thought that is just so so exciting. So we're going to uh, have a chat first, at least, about the precept, do not worry, and see um, see where that takes us. Excellent. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that, Julianne? So of the five precepts, the one that says, just for today, I will not worry. It came to mind because so many things are unfolding in the world right now for us to worry about. But Reiki is not just a healing modality, but it is also a life path and a spiritual practice that allows us to call in the energy from the cosmos, use it for ourselves, and then also hold sacred space for our communities, our countries, our systems, and the world. And so I encourage myself with that. Don't worry about the war in Ukraine. Don't worry about the environment. Don't worry about the loss of life in our communities. Just call in the Reiki. Make yourself a pure, clean ch channel for the energy as much as possible. And then watch the changes come forward. One of the things that I'm most proud of is the fact that I raised four children who are now grown. And in an attempt to imbue them with a sense of compassion and a sense of social responsibility, I wasn't a Reiki practitioner back then, but I certainly recognized that all of the faith traditions be it Judaism, Hinduism, the Tao, the Talmud, all of the sacred writings, Islam, carry basic precepts that we also find in Reiki. Uh, Dr. Makao Usui was very unselfish in his pursuit of a method that would allow us to be of service to others very much like Siddhartha Gautama, the man eventually known as the Buddha. He walked through the countryside and eventually sat down under a tree. He fasted, he didn't drink water, but he allowed the teaching to come to him. What, well, I guess what you're saying to us is that if there is a lot of worry in the world, yeah, and uh, which, you know, they're, they're is as we know you know and uh, sure. I was just reading the other day they were saying that you know the highest rate of um, child suicide for example is is 
happening now and or has been happening over the last short period and you know we look at there's so much stresses that that we um, bring into the world that we uh, pass on to our children very sadly so and uh, you know I was just thinking talking about the do not worry it's just such a it is such an important lesson for us um do you have any Mm, do you have any hints for people on on how they can actually access that precept? Because I think that can sometimes be the the journey, isn't it? You know, trying to find out how do I not worry when all these things are happening. So so important. Before I go any further, I have to mention my Reiki master. Reverend, and I call her Dr. Ifetaya White. She oh, is yeah. an extraordinary human being who, even when you look at a photograph of her, she's radiating joy, she's radiating wisdom, and she's radiating peace. And I like to tell her that when I grow up, I want to be like her <laughs> because she maintains that inner inward stance no matter what's going on around her. And when you are solid in that way, it's very hard to then say, oh, well, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. You know that things are going to unfold in a positive way because you're allowing the energy to course through you at all times. I also just want to give a shout out to another partner and a friend. His name is Michael Speaks, and he's one of the best Reiki healers in the entire world. Okay, so I did my did my plug. <laughs> so the child suicide rate and the stresses that we're under, especially in Western society, um, because we're moving very fast, we are on always on a steep upward trajectory for success, for money, for notoriety and fame, all of those things. But Reiki gives us an alternative path where we pursue peace, joy, calm for their own sake, knowing that as we call those qualities into ourselves, then we become the healer. We, I, I look, I was led to Lake Reiki. Um, you know, I was raised in a Christian church and was a Sunday school kid reading all of the little booklets and pamphlets. And then in 1993, I had a conversion experience, which took me even deeper into the Christian scripture. And, and that's not to say that I hadn't also read the Bhagavad Gita and parts of the Quran, wanting to see the uh, concurrence between all of them. But what happened was that I read the book of Matthew and I was captivated by the miracles that are depicted in the New Testament. So I, I went away wondering, how did this guy restore sight to the blind? How did he say something to someone and a little girl came back from the dead or another person who couldn't walk, who was born unable to walk, stood up and walked out of the room. 
And I believed at that time, as I do now, that there is a scientific analysis that can be used to understand how to do what was done. And that's how I got here. All of the scriptures tell you, if you use love and compassion toward your fellow woman, then you can help them achieve very high outcomes in any aspect of their life. That's how I, that's how I was led to this. I like that. So when we carry that, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I love that scientific idea. Putting it into the concept of a scientific idea is beautiful. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, some of our colleagues go and study the ancient Buddhist tradition. Gautama Buddha lived about 600 years before the advent of Christ. And so in that time, the concept of self-mastery and releasing attachment the concept of non-attachment is very huge. So when you're not attached and you're mastering the self, that gives you plenty of space to fill your beingness with the good things, love, compassion, peace. So that's what Reiki practitioners do. I believe that. Yeah, right. Okay, well, that's very beautiful. <laughs> so your your answer to um to not to worry is to to use your scientific theory which is lots of love and compassion lots of love <laughs> and compassion i think that's the glue that holds the multiverse together yeah and yeah. when we release anger fear rage envy let those things go and fill your entire energy field, not just the inner part of the body, but the entire field. Allow it to transform into um, a body that's full of the healing energy and miraculous things can happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And so, um, Julianne, as a woman, since we are on the the Reiki Women podcast. Uh, how do you feel the system of Reiki has um, supported you as a woman? Well, I am very sensitive to the state of the world being attached to characteristics um, that maybe we need to look at. I think we're being called at this time to bring uh, about some changes. And I believe that we're being called to step up into an evolutionary shift. So do we really need that heavy artillery? Do we really need those tanks? Um, does the global financial system have to operate in ways that put poor people at a disadvantage? How do we reform those systems? If large numbers of children are ending their lives, that means that they don't see a place for themselves in this future. So let's change the future and reverse some of the value systems that have brought us to this point. 
So as a mom and as a woman, I believe that we can add our voice to the dialogue about how things can go in the future so that we have a so that everybody has a chance. I'm, you know, primarily a human rights activist. That's why we get all the degrees and everything so that people will hear um, what we have to say. And so, you know, we follow the UN Declaration of Human Rights and, and other documents that are intended to bring about fairness, openness, um, and safety so that, you know, we don't have to have bombs dropped on hospitals and schools and it's unspeakable. So if we all took a displaced child and educated them and fed them or an elderly homeless person and made sure that they had a place to live in peace until their time was up, the world would be a better place. And so it's the moms, it's the women who are going to be at the forefront of those discussions and those movements. And it doesn't have to be politicized. It doesn't have to be us versus them because the planet is actually much smaller. If you study a globe, I'm talking to you in real time, which is a miraculous thing for technology, but we're also meeting heart to heart, friend to friend. And so if we can do this across thousands of miles, we most certainly can change the world. Well, I think on that beautiful note, we're gonna finish up. Thank you so much for that, Julianne. Thank you. It's been an honor to meet you. And I look forward to seeing you again someday. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.